real lotus. That's a real lotus, right? Those two. Where'd you, where'd you get those lotus from? Not that way. Really? Yeah. <laughs> from the lotus garden? From lotus pond. <laughs> It's kind of nice to see them real. Yeah. Rarely see them real. <laughs> Only in pictures. Okay. Translation, 
and it wasn't words, it was just two syllables. They separated it into two syllables. Two syllables, two syllables, two syllables. So it could be one word broken into, uh, like well, for example, I go would be two syllables, forêt, <laughs> fuge, and then it goes like that. I guess you, you, you can sort of do that. I go for refuge <laughs> until enlightenment. <laughs> uh, maybe that's that's the hesitation why we're we're not reciting uh, those <laughs> those prayers in English yet. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So. Uh, Well, since we have such a limited class here, maybe we should uh, uh, no, uh, uh, question and answer kind of thing. If you have any questions, I wonder if, any, if, if some people came while you were out and uh, it was closed. Kind of a small window, but it's possible. Yeah. Steve came sometime after I left, you know, so we were probably going out for about 20 minutes. I was only here for maybe 5 minutes. That's what I'm going to answer. Okay. So, any questions? Well, you know, personally, I think that understanding the five skandhas is important. Mm-hmm. And deeper than I understand that, mm-hmm. because it seems to me that this everything sort of built on, in some ways, having the, the perception of that, mm-hmm. and so some of them, I guess, I think I understand a little bit. Mm-hmm. When I say I think because, mm-hmm. because I think that's important, uh, but Duje, uh, you know, which is formative mm-hmm. or. And they even have problems translating it, yeah. you know. And so it's it's not translatable very well. So the first one's form. Mm-hmm. I kind of sort of understand the form. And the form is there's a field, and then there's form. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at something, there's the background, and then there's an object, and mm-hmm. there's a border. And I guess the Mahayan uh, believe that you have to have shape and color, and then there's one group that says you just have to have shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then feeling, you know, you feel with your eyes and your ears and so on and so forth. Uh, cognition, we think you think, ergo sum. Cognito ergo sum. But formative, and then consciousness, you know, you, you go to sleep and you sort of think you're unconscious or, or um, you can see your consciousness wax and wane throughout the day. You know, you can just be sitting there and, you know, not particularly aware of things, but the duje, you know, mm. and, and where that comes out. So the, what I understand is that feeling, cognition, and duje are all the same thing, except they they, they took feeling and uh, cognition out of the package to, to emphasize them, but they're really no different than duje. Mm. They're all they're a type of formative, mm. uh, and then I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, pretty soon there's a book coming out by uh, Art Engel, okay, and it's it's only we'll be talking about the skandhas. 
And uh, it, it's, it's something that Art had been teaching for, I think the very first time that Art started teaching, he started teaching, he started teaching on the skandhas. And Art's, you know, scholastic, uh, what's that word? Um, uh, a lot of books together, one set. <laughs> Encyclopedic knowledge that he has. And what, what he does, what he did, he, he, took, he, he compiled almost every, every known uh, uh, work he knows that, that, that describes the skandhas, and he compiles them together. And that's going to be an excellent book. And when that comes out, that will help you a lot. And what you started to mention in the, in the beginning, actually, uh, it's sort of like a, a, a disservice to oneself and also to students who enter uh, so-called Mahayana, and then they start talking about, you know, the, the, the ideal about the sattva, they start talking about, uh, uh, you know, emptiness and all that kind of stuff, and then all the foundational knowledge you don't really get it until much later, and then it doesn't seem to make sense to you. It doesn't seem to when it's coming so much late. So, from so the, the the beginning knowledge about Buddhism should be you know the skandhas. What are they? These are the things. And because it is precisely because it's it's our perception and understanding of the skandhas that's supposed to be messing us up, because that's 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 our experience. The experiences are the skandhas. So. When you, when, you, when you have a, an understanding of the skandhas, the listing of them and all the different components that, that, are, that, that are there, then you really have something to build on. Then you can get to Bodhisattva, then you get to the, all those things later. So, so th- the thing about the skandhas is that it, it, uh, you have the, the five skandhas, five oh, first, uh-huh. aggregates. aggregates. <laughs> there are these five aggregates. And I just found out uh, last night uh, the, the, the French translation. I went to a teaching in, uh, in France and it was translated in, 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 Fr- in no, Tibetan into French. Uh, and because I'm not familiar with the, dom- with the Dharmic terms in French, and they were saying a lot of things I had no idea what they were talking about. And one of them was aggregate. They use the word, uh, the French word for aggregate, and, but it's not something, it, I've never used that term in French in that, in that context. I have no idea what they were talking about. And for a long time, I was trying to figure out what, what they taught me, but they kept repeating it, kept repeating it. It wasn't until last night I figured out that they were talking about the aggregates. <laughs> okay, so. What was the word? Aggregate. Oh. Yeah. But it, it has such, it's not something that you use. In, in, in you know, in uh, it has such a specific use in French, not the way we no, not a heap of it. No, wait a minute. <laughs> like the word aggregate, for example. Yeah, like an aggregate of. Uh, I, I, the first time I heard it was. In well, it's in Buddhism, Buddhism, right? <laughs> it's supposed to be an English word. <laughs> yeah, Gesh Marjo said it's not a word we use a lot. Yeah. Like you don't say, "Give me an aggregate of rice." Yeah. But, <laughs> but that's what it means, like a. Yeah, a bunch of things coming to uh, like a not just one grain of rice. Give yeah, me, give me a bunch. Yeah, like yeah. some kind of measure. Yeah. Like a bundle, a bundle, a bundle. Right, we would think of, of more of like, uh, the word bundle. I think, like I, I mean, I, I've come across with that term, bundle. A heaps. A heap. That's what. Uh, I mean. Even the word heap is, I don't know, maybe in my mind is very specific. Like you can think of a heap of rice. You can think of a heap of dirt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to Okay. But when you think of heap, we don't think necessarily of them coming together to form one thing, though. 
you think of a bunch of little, you st- uh, in my mind, when I think of a heap of things, they're still it's separate. It's dirt. A heap yeah. of dirt is just the dirt. Yeah, like, like if you threw your clothes in, into a heap, it doesn't become another entity yeah. other, than, other than a bunch of clothes, right? Right, but you want to say when we're talking about skandhas, we're yeah. supposed to say that's an important point. Yes, an important point. So these things come together and now it's a new thing. It's a new thing. Like you have all these bunch of things coming together. You have the form, feeling, discrimination, consciousness, and the last part, which is kind of difficult, formatives, composition of factors. Uh, what other words have they used? Well, it, you know, you, you take the person, you take a, a, a person, and uh, when we experience ourselves as a person, what are we looking at that we are calling the person? We're looking at these heaps, we're looking at these aggregates. And they can be divided into mainly into two mind and body. Okay? And if, if you. But since the whole point of Dharma is to lead, is to point to liberation, so the aggregates, the heaps, that the, the different parts that make up a person are divided in such a way so that by looking at those different parts you can, you, you, so, so, so you can sort of be pointed to what is it that's causing you your trouble and, what, and how you can, by seeing what's causing you your trouble, you can sort of see as to how to get out of it. That's why those specific parts, uh, uh, that's why those specific parts were mentioned. So, since, so you know, we have atoms, you have, what else, what else is, is, is not mentioned in there? So there are so many different things that are men- not mentioned. Memory, uh, uh, and what they call feeling in the, in the, on, on the five aggregate is not what we call understanding in the West as feeling. What we call feeling in the West is more in a sense of what we, what, is, what we understand as emotions. And what we understand as emotion, it's, it's, it's given a different term or understood a different way. Okay. So feeling are really those three, three kinds of feelings. Feeling happy, feeling the opposite of happiness, and feeling not happy and not happy. Not feeling happy and not feeling sad. Neutral. So these are, these, these are the three things that they're pointing to when they when they when they get a heap of, of and they, they call that they call that they take that out and they give it uh, give special attention to it and they, and they give that heap the, the name feeling and the reason that feeling is taken out to to be pointed out to is because our life is governed by by those things uh, we act so we can avoid feeling sad we act so we can try to get to be happy or we try to stay neutral or try to get out of neutral. Okay, so pretty much we are we are governed. Our actions are governed to try to get that, try to get uh, uh, ba- um, pretty much motivated because of of this heat. Okay, that's why that heat was singled out. And what will allow us to be able to be happy or be sad or, or be neutral is our when we see something and we and we we are able to discriminate. Or oh, that will cause me happiness that will cause me sadness, that will be, make me neutral. So when we make that discrimination, and then we either try to get it or try to stay away from it, so that's why now discrimination is, is taken out of the heap to, be, to pay special attention to. Okay. So th- those are really the main 
the two main things that we need to pay attention to and then of course consciousness the, the mere fact of, of being aware okay. so you have uh, form which is uh, colors, shapes okay. and, and, and form is not only uh, what's called the form connected with your continuum but it's also out, uh, like you know, the table and the floor all thing outside of you they're also form but form also, like sound, is form. Is is in that heap of form. Okay, so it's it's, it's almost as if it's uh, the objects that the consciousness picks up, or any of the five senses, any of the five senses pick up the object. The, these are called form. Okay, so you have form fitting that category. So the form, you see the form, you either like it. You, 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 have, you make the discrimination about it's something to like, something to be like, something not to be like, and there's the awareness that brought you to, to it, and and our and consciousness is divided into the the, the various consciousness, you know, eye consciousness, ear consciousness, and so forth. Okay. So form, uh, feeling, uh, discrimination, and just being able to say this is that's glass, that's the floor. Being able to make that kind of distinction, that's, that's discrimination. Okay. Uh, and consciousness, you know, you, you, ear consciousness, uh, nose consciousness, and so forth. Now, there are many other things that make us, that, make, that, 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 that makes a, uh, a person. And whatever wasn't mentioned <laughs> in the first four, that's what the, first, that's what the last one is. Duje. Duje means composed. Whatever sense, uh, most of the things that, that exist that we that we come in contact with are composed things that they are made of, of of other stuff. So they call that last heap. The, so you can say the the uh, the last heap should be like other composed parts of you that are not mentioned in the in the four. So things like uh, like memory, for example. Or what else can and and, the, and and what we would call emotions like anger, jealousy, love, compassion, those th- those things. They're, they're all into Duje, the the last one. I, I guess part of my confusion, or what I'm understanding, is that uh, the Duje is not a thing. It's not things. It is functions. Mm-hmm. You know, they, one of the things I read. And one, you know, this, these are questions. Mm-hmm. I'm just not saying I'm not playing Jeopardy, so I'm not asking it in the question part. Um, is that uh, samskara, the uh, Sanskrit word for duje, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, the definition I read was it was to collect things together to form an aggregate. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not the aggregate. Or it's not the object, but it is the formative. It's the power of bringing things together mm-hmm. that was duje rather than the other, to me the other four things are part like objects. Mm-hmm. But duje, you know, what I'm understanding uh, is, is it's a um, the function. But it's like the not exactly the glue. But the cohesiveness, or what what actually brings 
things together because you you just said that mm -hmm. that all of those things are compositions, mm -hmm. but they, but it's not. I don't think all the other compositional things that are not there, but it is the mere act of composing. Of composing. Mm -hmm. And and ultimately, it's the same thing. But I think there was a reason to discriminate it mm -hmm. as a function rather than object at a certain mm -hmm. subtlety, I guess. And I don't know this question. Well, it, it's not it's it's not an object. It's not a it's not a thing. It's it really is because when you when you when you, when you get into uh, uh, studying the the aggregates. And you and you and you go into more detail into okay these are the things that that heap uh, the form itself is, is a heap and these are the things that make that, that fall into that category and so forth and when you get into the composition of factor also there's a list of things that are mentioned that fall onto this under onto that category like what you were alluding to yeah I mean like but it's it's like named as a thing mm -hmm. rather than saying um, cutting tying sewing which aren't things, mm -hmm. but they're formative rather than formation. I guess, I don't know what this is. I, I think it's a helpful thing, but I'm not sure. It is um, that very term that you're uh, referring to, that the, the very process of those things coming together. Uh, it's, it's like uh, something that the mind does, but it's, it's not only referring to that function itself, but it's also referring to other properties, other functions, other, uh, other, other things concerning the person that is not mentioned in the other form, mainly that. Okay. Yeah. Any other questions? <laughs> okay, alright, so today we, we're, we're going to talk a lot about the number nine. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> no, not ten. <laughs> alright, um, you've, you, you've come across the number nine. Uh, actually, nine is a very important number. Very important number. Uh, very important number in 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 uh, being able to from uh, the understanding how we are stuck in samsara and how we can get out of samsara. Okay. The f probably the first time you came across a, 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 an enumeration of things that that equal nine, probably in uh, the nine what's called the nine. Placements, so the, the nine levels you go through to get to Shine. Okay, Shine is a uh, shamata, calm abiding, uh, uh, quietude is a nice translation of something like that. It's a state of meditation where uh, you're focused and then you're experiencing some sort of uh, exhilaration in the body and the mind, and your mind is very focused at that time. You're able to hold on to your object. Uh, w with great pliancy, with great uh, uh, with great skill, okay, without being distracted. 
So there are nine stages that you that, that I mentioned that you go through, and at the end of the so really at the at at the tenth level, it's not really the ninth. At the tenth, what you might call when you graduate from the ninth, and you what you might if there was a tenth level at the tenth level, that's when you have shine. Okay, and then shine itself is not is, is not considered to be you know as far as uh, medi no meditators are concerned, you know people who are very expensive meditators. Uh, Shine is already difficult for us ordinary people, ordinary beings to uh, get to, and it's considered to be like it's not even a, it's not even considered a meditation. It's not even considered a meditative state. It's actually considered to be uh, the hallway in front of the door <laughs> that gets you to a meditative state. Okay. And that itself is like that hallway before that door, and this will be the meditative state. Okay, and that it, it, it gives you access to the door. Okay, so so and there's supposed to be nine levels of of of, of uh, experience that you go through when you finally get there. And also, uh, uh, I'm not sure how many times I mentioned this before, but there are these uh, uh, this, uh, there are three things that are like multiplied. You no. Know, um, but, uh, they're mixed, mixed together, and it, it gives you nine. You know, these are the they are called um, delusions, different degrees of delusion, different degrees of the, uh, there is klesha. I guess the I guess different degrees of uh, of klesha. Okay, so you can say the kleshas have nine degrees of, uh, of uh, I guess nine degrees of form or something that you can call it that and then the, the klesha that we are more most interested in is the klesha of ignorance the, the grasping to self-existence okay and that is that has nine levels okay uh, the grow from the grossest to its most subtle and the most subtle are the ones that are much more difficult to, to, to remove. And in order for you to, to remove uh, the subtle ones, you need, your, you need to be in, 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 a, in a meditative state that is uh, as subtle as, as, that, uh, uh, as that delusion that you're trying to get rid of. And there are two ways of, of dealing with, the, with, with these delusions, with these kleshas. What, uh, and that's when you hear the word, the mundane way, and then you, you, you hear the uh, uh, Super, supramundane. supramundane method. The mundane method is purely through uh, through stabilizing the mind, through achieving le le levels of, of, of meditation. And by the very achieving of those meditative states, that itself subdues these afflictions. The degree of uh, degree of affliction. So now you have, uh, I guess you can say, nine levels of meditation. Okay, you have the four form meditations, the four formless meditation, and the ninth one would be shine. Okay, but shine is not really considered to be among uh, uh, the meditations. Right? So you have shine. So that, just by achieving Shine, you sort of like subdue 
a degree of grossness of the mental of, of, of the afflictions. And when you reach the, the first level uh, meditation, and that subdues another degree, another uh, quality uh, of the of the kleshas. So nine meditations, nine levels of of, of uh, how do you call it? Nine stages of the of, of uh, the kleshas because of the nine. How do you call that? Nine what? Levels of subtlety. I guess levels of subtlety. Okay, we we'll use that for now. And how many boons are there? Ten. Ten boons. <laughs> okay. And in the in the first when you reach the first boomi, uh, it, it's like uh, achieving shine, so to speak, right? So shine com- com- compared to the other uh, meditation is, is 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 not really called a real meditation, right? It's called the whole way to the door to get to real med- meditative state. And just like in the shine, you have nine levels, but shine is not the ninth level itself; it's the tenth level. So there's like one level that's sort of like not mentioned. So also there are ten bumis. You would think that uh, there will be uh, ten level degrees of subtleties of the kleshas, but there are nine degrees of subtlety. So the first, uh, the first level of klesha that you that, that you. Uh, that you uh, get rid of at the first boomy it's not one of the nines it's actually it's like uh, you open the door to get to the to, to the to the to the kleshas and now you're able to deal with them directly so that door is now is that, that veil is now completely removed and that's what is called intellectually formed delusions so to go, uh, you will never again after seeing emptiness directly for the first time after you reach the first boomy, you will never again have an intellectually formed sort of ignorance. But there's still those innate, inborn levels of ignorance that you have that you have to deal with, self-grasping that you have to deal with, and those and that's now that's where the nine levels are, and each boomy get rids of one level. So you have, and and then remember what, what their names are. Small, 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 medium. small yeah. So it's small, small big. medium, big. Yeah. Okay. So but small being the the, the 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 more subtle one. Okay. So you have, so the gross, big, medium, small, and then you combine those into big, 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 big medium, big medium. Small, uh, big, small, big, small. Okay, and then big, medium, small. You know, medium, 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 medium and then small, medium, and then big, small, small. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so you com- they are combined that way. Okay, and and the reason that uh, the bodhisattva, as the bodhisattva goes from. Bumi one, Bumi two, Bumi three, Bumi three. What the Bodhi, Bodhisattva is doing is is not enhancing his understanding of, of emptiness. What the Bodhisattva is doing is enhancing his or her meditative uh, ability. And when when he when that Bodhisattva enhances that meditation and then goes again into directly perceiving emptiness, and and depending on how the the power of mind that the Bodhisattva has. Uh, uh, developed the next time the Bodhisattva in, encounters emptiness directly then that 
sort of like uh, destroys one of the degrees of these uh, of these uh, subtleties or levels of, of the kleshas. Okay. And when the Bodhisattva, rem- uh, the reason that this the, this path is called supramundane is that unlike just meditation itself, we, we, uh, if the meditation doesn't have analysis going along with it, an analysis that all that that seeks the ultimate. Uh, to uh, to come into contact with the ultimate nature of of, of 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 the object of meditation. If it's not that way, then it is just a mundane meditation, and the mundane meditation is just it's the goal of it is to simply experience that meditative state without using it. Like you would achieve shine, and it's a nice peaceful state. But when you achieve it, you don't achieve it to to do something with it. it, you achieve it just to experience that that, that that nice feeling. And if you were to uh, continue with your meditation uh, career, then you, you would just refine that, refine that experience, refine that experience until you actually uh, experience a state where you're you're completely free of form, what, what uh, altogether, okay. and you're experiencing your consciousness in, in like uh, all pervasive, infinite. You're experiencing space, you know, th- those kinds of uh, states. Now, there is also uh, uh, in, in conjunction or, or parallel, parallel to this, what makes the, the distinction between the mundane path and the super mundane path in the mundane path. All the, all the meditation is capable of doing is to subdue the kleshas, make them not manifest. What makes the supramundane distinct from the mundane path is that the supramundane, it doesn't subdue these kleshas, it doesn't make them not manifest, it, it completely obliterates them. It makes them incapable of ever arising again. So, when the, so if someone were to reach in a mundane uh, mundane path a degree of subjugation of, of the, the of the klesha in the supramundane uh, path what that what the what the bodhisattva has done is has completely destroyed that 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 level of the subtlety of the klesha so that subtlety of the level of the klesha will never arise again and in in conjunction with this so that's what. Uh, so we can say, the first level, intellectually formed delusions, will never arise again. So that's completely removed. And in, in, in connection with the with with that, what is completely removed, what is completely destroyed, is the klesha, the uh, the other kind of klesha is connected with that, which which would be like miser, being 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 a miser. Is, is there another word for some reason? Miser syndrome. Stingy. Stingy. That's what we use. Yeah. Stinginess. So the the potential to ever be stingy is completely removed from your continuum. Never again will you ever experience stinginess. And because of uh, that that emotion or that uh, that pleasure has been completely removed from the continuum of the bodhisattva. That's why the Bodhisattva now 
when, you, when a Bodhisattva practices generosity, that Bodhisattva practices that generosity with a degree of skill that it surpasses the Bodhisattvas who have not yet reached that level. It's not that the other Bodhisattvas are not practicing generosity, but because they have that, 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 uh, the, the seed to be stingy, even though uh, at, at the moment that you achieve um, bodhicitta, a lot of these uh, negative emotions will not manifest, but their seeds are still there. So the seed, so even the Buddhist, uh, after you reach, uh, when you become a, 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 a genuine bodhisattva and you have bodhicitta in your heart, you, you will not be reborn in the lower realms. You will, uh, th- these gross kleshas will not manifest in you, but their seeds are still there. You still have the seeds to be reborn in the lower realm, but they will not manifest. What, what, what puts those seeds there? Those seeds? No, that's the previous uh, uh, actions of the Bodhisattva. No, no, no. I, uh, but like you said, the the seeds uh, for, for instance, stinginess mm-hmm. or the seeds for anger. Is it um, when you're using the word seed? Is it? Uh, do you are you continually like replanting the seed over and over again, or is it the same seed? Yeah, that's a um, philosophical question. Is it, is it <laughs> philosophical? It's the same seed. You mean like uh, it's the same seed undergoing is it, constant? Is it w- just the word seed. Trans- I mean, it's not really. There's not a. It's not a seed, right? It's somewhat metaphorical. Yeah, it's yeah. Not yeah. A physical seed. No, you could say it's the potential. Okay, the potential to get angry is still yeah. there. Uh, so when it flares up, it's always the same potential. Yeah. Uh, with different uh, degrees of subtlety. Yeah. So someone can be. So you can cut off the higher levels of subtlety. Mm, yeah. And but it's there's still that same thing there. So by getting angry, you don't. Okay. By getting angry, do you strengthen the potential? Yeah. So every time you get angry, you strengthen the potential. Yeah. But every it's time you don't get angry, it's not a potential in the sense of like uh, potential to get angry. Yeah. It's not. It's not like a potential. I, I'm like once it goes off and then it's gone. Yeah, I know. I understand. Yeah, okay. You said All it's right. one thing. Yeah. So obviously it's not one thing because otherwise you'd get angry one time and you'd be done with anger forever. Yeah, yeah. Right. So and it's not like you're constantly. All right. So there's one like potential to be angry, mm-hmm. and so by getting angry, you're um, more likely to get angry quicker, lose your temper more quickly. Yeah. Something like the next time. Yeah. Does that have anything to do with karma? Oh yeah, that has nothing to do with karma. Um, is so is that we call that a karmic process? By getting angry, I it's karma that the 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 potential for anger gets more strengthened yeah. and you're more likely to experience anger in the future yeah. that's part of the karmic process yeah. and does the karmic process how many things does it contain just the, that and one other thing and the other thing being that you you 
you get angry, you, based on that anger, you do something and then you experience the results later. Yeah. So those are the two things that are under the umbrella of karma? It's... You can't really, it's, it's like 12, 12, uh, 12, 12 limbs, 12 links, 12 links of dependent origination. Yeah. Even though they say number one is, is this and then number 12 is that. Because they are so intermingled, it's just for, the, just for the purpose of explaining them, we give them number one, number two, number three, number four. But it doesn't mean that number one always comes first. And then it waits for number two, and number three is not going to come until this is number two. They intermingle, and you can't really pinpoint, okay, this is where it starts. So, in the same way, you can't really pinpoint as to when the process begins. So, there's a potential to be angry there already. And because of that potential, it makes you act because uh, you, see, you see something a certain way that makes you act. And because of that action, and you have potential to, to do the same thing again and that gives you a, a result <laughs> so, so so but in that process you just mentioned there's two results coming one result being yeah mm-hmm. more likely to get angry next time uh-huh. just simply because you got angry yeah right? and then based on what you do based on that anger mm. there's that that's going to bring out another result yeah let's say for example it shortens your life so you still have the potential to be angry again, and that, uh, and and now it, it's, it's it will be easier for you to get angry later, and then another result is that it, it shortens your life. Just as a, an example, I'm not saying that anger does that, but right, but, but, but but you're saying that it's something you do based on the anger. Yeah, like you do something nasty, and then you get a, the result of life shortening. Yeah. yeah, it's not just having the potential of anger in you. It's not just something is about to get you to be angry and you, you're experiencing yourself holding it back that's not being angry you have to completely be over- overcome by that that becomes like the, what's that? the motive the motive for, for everything for your thought, for your thinking like you know, scheming what I should do and then saying something or doing something only at that point the scheming is is you're already that's the action yeah that's all you action so if you're just having the feeling of it but you're not allowing it to make you think you're not allowing it to make you do anything that's not collecting the karma of anger but, I mean, so yeah. you are, but you are more likely to be angry in the future if you act out of that oh only if you act out of it yeah so simply just uh, mm-hmm. Um, and, and when we talk about bakchaks, uh-huh. that is the once you do the action based on the anger, mm-hmm. you 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 collect the bakchak. You collect the bakchak. And that's just that second part about experiencing the result of life shortening. Yeah. The bakchak has nothing to do with pr- being more likely to get angry again. No, the bakchak is part of the potential. It's part of the potential. It's part of the yeah. the, the, the potential, the more likelihoodness of being angry again. So it's part of both. Yeah. This bakchak thing kind of spans across yeah. both of these. Yeah. So all right. So so bakchak means that 
both Bakchuk is both of those uh, potentials. Yeah. Potential to be more again and potential, potential to receive to some bad results. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it gets planted when you act based on the anger. Yeah. Okay. So the the potential to be angry is not completely destroyed until you become a second Bhumi Bodhisattva. So the first one you lose is stinginess, the second one you lose is anger? Yeah. So never again will a Bodhisattva... I'm not, not the third Bhumi actually, not the second. Second is... The second uh, is... Uh, um, it's, the, it's, it's the state of... The, the, it has to do with morality. It's like a, we call it, call it moral character or something. So never again will you ever lose your morals, your ethics. I don't know. I don't know what pleasure. Right, it's going in the same that. direction as the six parameters. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why the six parameters are mentioned in that particular order. Because in on your way to Buddhahood, that's how you're losing the antidotes or their their what we call their their opposites. Yes, I Well, you know, the problem, or this central problem, of you know, karma and klishas, mm-hmm. Okay, And they both have an effect in the cause and effect profile. Mm-hmm. It's not just karma. There's, there's another, people use another word and they say, if it was just karma, they would say karma, cause and effect. But there's karma and affliction. Mm-hmm. Cause and effect, mm-hmm. and I think that maybe this was sort of where Ryan was asking or going. The the afflictions are the potential, I guess, is what mm-hmm. you're saying, and those were were those created by your karma at some point. No, I, I what, what's the what's the interrelationship, it, it, or is there an interrelationship between the afflictions and karma? Does karma, big karma, at some point make those afflictions? Were those afflictions there? Did those afflictions make the karma? Or oh, that's 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 precisely a chicken and egg question. Okay. Yeah, you can't really find a point where you say, okay, you have no klesha you acted and now you have klesha. Mm-hmm. That you can't really find that point. Because in order for you to act to get klesha, you have to have klesha. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But but then once you're beyond that chicken and egg stage, mm. the, does the karma just strengthen the kleshas yeah. or does it actually make them? They're already there. Yeah. They, 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 they sort of like uh, support each other. Okay. Strengthen each other. So when you act out of that klesha, that action strengthens that klesha. And that klesha strengthens the potential for that action to be to be more powerful the next time. And so the, the object is to remove the kleshas. Yeah. And then the rest of everything else is. Everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, so you have at the first bumi the the bodhisattva removes uh, stinginess, and not just not only subducing stinginess, but the Bodhisattva will, doesn't have in his or her continuum the capacity to ever be stingy. Mm-hmm. That is completely removed from the continuum of, of that Bodhisattva. That's why the Bodhisattva is able to practice generosity with such a, a, 
masterful skill that surpasses this and that surpasses those prior uh, in in uh, in, in uh, stages before that. And and, and and what's causing uh, uh, these various uh, cessations to occur, like cessation of stinginess at this level, is the mind getting into contact with. Uh, you know, it, it's it's that same thing that that, that we that we seem to be perceiving right now, where these factors are not really like you know uh, lined up, and then one is just completely waiting for another, and then. And then, and then it, it comes up. It's really a bunch of things coming together, strengthening each other. So, so you have this this interdependence of, of factors strengthening, strengthening each other. And then, as when one sort of like starts, although all the other one gets uh, gets affected, and because the other ones gets affected, they affect the one that started it. And then this thing sort of like uh, exponentially grows, 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 grows until well, until liberation. Okay. So because you have the intention, because you have the intention to reach liberation, because you have the intention to reach Buddhahood, that intention itself sort of like uh, sets in motion the very things, all those things that you're going to experience from is that is going to set in motion what becomes the achieving the first bumi, achieving the second bumi, achieving and so forth. So it's just that intention. Okay. That's why it is said when that when you have that pure intention to achieve Buddhahood for the sake of all sentient beings, it's not even it's not even uh, uh, what you call it. It's not even bodhicitta. It's not even manifest bodhicitta yet. It's just that you you truly really you could say you truly really would like to be a bodhisattva. You truly really would like to get to uh, to manifest bodhicitta, and just that alone. Starts to set sets up a, it, I guess that term is chain reaction. It sets up a chain reaction that eventually will get you to be to to, to experience bodhicitta, and that becomes like a monu- like a monumental event itself that sets up even a bigger chain reaction, and then that ends up being the first bumi. Okay. So at the first bumi, the very experience of the first bumi itself sets up a chain reaction. That will eventually lead to the sec- uh, achieving the, the second bumi, okay. and there are a, a lot of smaller sparks, a lot of small, smaller uh, things happening uh, that, that, that are as significant as achieving the bumi. That, that if they weren't, if they're not happening, there will not be a second bumi. There will not be a first, uh, a first bumi. Okay, so you have. Uh, because of the state of mind that you that you achieve, it allows you to not only understand emptiness intellectually, but to have a direct experience of emptiness, and that itself sets up a chain reaction to have a much more powerful state of mind later on. So your so your so your meditation can be much more powerful, and because of the impact that your consciousness that your conscious your awareness. Your consciousness has with emptiness that itself sets up uh, 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 sets up the tra- the reaction that that removes stinginess from your continuum forever. Now, because of the absence 
of stinginess from, from, from your continuum that itself sets up a, uh, the chain reaction that will, that, that will later make it possible for you to be able to now get rid of um, I don't know what, what's that cliche that's associated with not being able to be moral not like, like being weak and being ignorance is the answer to all of them yeah ignorance actually your, your ignorance the nine levels of, of, of delusions that you're, that you're, that you're uh, dealing with, removing from your, from your continuum, the main thing, the main one that you're, really, that you're dealing with directly is ignorance. And everything connected with ignorance is, is being, you're, you're also dealing with it. Okay. Just to, I, I don't, I want to make sure I remember all the things. First question is, is there a fixed number? You know, when you talk of score law or feeling, uh, there's only three. That's yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Cliches, do they just mention five or six, but there's hundreds more? Oh, uh, accordingly, there are 84,000. Okay, good. So I have to memorize them all. <laughs> okay, so then that, that answers. Mm. So the ones that I remember are the main three are ignorance, uh, desire, uh-huh. and anger. Yeah. And then you have jealousy, doubt, and isn't there like, or is that the big five, or is there one more? Jealousy, doubt, pride, pride. Don't doubt. Mm-hmm. So those are the six months they called out of the eighty-four thousand. Yeah. But to answer the question, that um, stinginess could be one of the eighty-four thousand. Yeah. It just doesn't happen to be mentioned. Yeah. So it's not that they have to match. Yeah. I was thinking that it had to be. No, no. So, so you can see how. Uh, in the beginning stages, you're getting rid of the uh, the ones that are not as powerful. Your 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 meditation, or you know, it's like it, it, you have dirt, and then the dirt attracts more dirt, right? So because of uh, of because you have so much klesha in your mind, it's difficult for you to experience uh, the freedom. You could say. That, that, uh, of, uh, of a Buddha, okay? It's because of all the junk that, that, are, that are present. And when you start getting rid of them, then you start to experience a little bit of freedom. And the mere presence of, of, of the gross kinds sort of like uh, attracts, and the reason that, the reason, uh, I mean, the, the powerful ones, the reason that they are powerful is not so much because of themselves, because there are so many that that one particular one that we are referring to as a powerful one because there are so many degrees of subtleties like desire for example has so many degrees of subtlety that uh, someone trying to is that the cat? Are you talking about when you say the, the different levels of subtlety mm. just you mentioned? Mm. But are you talking about how they branch out? Like, for instance, anger causes wrath and hatred and maliciousness yeah. and all those. That's yeah. what you mean. Yeah. But those aren't. Are those really? Are those levels of subtlety? I mean, is is wrath more subtle than anger? Yeah, yeah. In a way, you can you can say, okay, I'm angry, and then and that's like one name for all those different 
a bunch of different kind of emotions. Yeah. Like uh, what's called that? Kunzin. Uh, what's Kunzin? Uh, when you have like uh, keep thinking in your mind to about about spite. anger, spite. So you have spite, you have uh, wrath, you have uh, vengeance. Vengeance. So vengeance all this might be. Yeah. Yeah. So all these things are uh, like you no know, bunched together under under anger. Yeah. And then there are different subtleties of of of, of wrath or of, of anger, like wrath. Is you can think of it of it as one major event of anger, right? Like for example, if I uh, uh, if I'm annoyed and that's it, I don't do it. It doesn't it doesn't uh, manifest in any other way. You wouldn't call that wrath, but it's still within the within within the umbrella of anger. Mm. Okay, and the same thing with desire. The same thing with uh, uh, with with ignorance, so you have different different kinds of ignorance, different things that fall under ignorance, different things that fall under uh, well, you have it's really ignorance and everything else falls under it. Yeah. And ignorance itself, there's a bunch of things that just fall that take that that name. <coughs> different things take anger. Different things things takes, uh, take uh, what's the attachment. Other? attachment. And then when they and then there are things that are somewhat angry, somewhat. Uh, Attach somewhat desirous, you know, so di- different degrees of, of coming together, also. So everything else is really, uh, all like pride, for example. There's a little bit of anger in there. There's a little bit of desire in there. Jealousy. There's a little bit of more of a desire in there. A little, you know, things like that. Like. So, so that they they come together like parts, like the chariot. You know, you have chariot parts, mm-hmm. and then they can be greater than the sum of their individual components like the aggregates mm-hmm. come together mm-hmm. and then the product of that is greater than the sum of the parts. Yeah. And so the cliche can do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and remember uh, the way you began by asking about aggregates. So you have to understand all of these things themselves is a, is a heap of things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so when the bodhisattva now is uh, because of the of the meditation, because of, of refining the meditation, because of having refined the meditation, now they are free of of of, of the gross aspects of the of, of mind, which is conceptual conceptualization, and there is and they reach a capacity to analyze non conceptually, and with that capacity, now they're able to have a direct, mm, a direct perception of the true nature of reality, which is that's when they really become an Arya. That's when they become uh, uh, achieve the first boom. Okay, and that itself has uh, results. Uh, other things occurring with it, and one of the things that we mentioned is that uh, the Bodhisattva will no longer doesn't have in their continuum. The, any capacity to, to, to be uh, to be stingy, okay, and that itself sets a bodhisattva to have a much more powerful meditation, and then the bodhisattva is now training training themselves to be more and more uh, having more and more powerful meditation, and when that meditation reaches a certain degree of power, and then 
bringing that degree of power uh, of, that, of that meditation into contact with, with, with uh, emptiness again. And that now removes another uh, uh, chunk, another level of, 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 the, of the kleshas. Okay. So the nine degrees or the nine levels of the kleshas that, that are removed, they actually begin at the second bhumi. So at the second bhumi, uh, now the Bodhisattva has a powerful enough meditation and that meditation in direct perception of emptiness removes the, f- the grossest chunk of innate, uh, the innate uh, delusions. Okay. And, and because, because that of, uh, of that is removed, now the Bodhisattva is, is incapable of being immoral. It's just not within the Bodhisattva's continuum to ever be immoral. And that is the reason why at the second level, the Bodhisattva is said to have, to have now practiced morality with a, with, a, with a skill that surpasses the Bodhisattvas before that. Okay. Uh, the, f- the, f- the first Bhumi, the Bodhisattva is, is called, uh, that, that stage is called very joyful. And uh, we mentioned there are two reasons why it's called the very joyful. And, and the reason that the, the Bhumis are, have the different names is because of this major experience that is going on with the Bodhisattva. The Bodhisattva now, at the first Bhumi, is, uh, will experience a, a, a very joyful state that will never leave the Bodhisattva. There will not be a moment in the Bodhisattva's existence from that point on where the Bodhisattva will not be experiencing a, 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 a joyful state of mind. Now it doesn't mean that the Bodhisattva will not see will not see other people suffering. Okay, it doesn't mean that the Bodhisattva uh, uh, actually will not have appreciation or understanding of others' pain. Okay, the Bodhisattva doesn't see ugly things around them. Okay, but the Bodhisattva so, so says the vessel of mind of the Bodhisattva is now a vessel. You can say that experiences whatever it sees. It sees it's like wearing glasses. You know. If you're, if you're wearing a colored glasses, colored lens, everything you see through that, through that appears with the color of that lens. So in the same way, the mind of the Bodhisattva is like a vessel that experiences things only with, 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 with a set of joy. It doesn't mean that the Bodhisattva is joyful about seeing what it's seeing. It's like if the Bodhisattva is seeing someone is suffering, the joy of the Bodhisattva is not that, oh, the person is suffering, how nice, how wonderful. And the Bodhisattva is enjoying, enjoying that. Okay. So, and the joy, and this joy, is is due to uh, the Bodhisattva has uh, uh, achieved a uh, a confidence, um, a conviction that liberation is possible. Before that, it was a, it was a very intellectual uh, sort of a conviction. There isn't really anything in the Bodhisattva's experience. That, that could make the Bodhisattvas uh, have a concrete, unshakable uh, uh, conviction that liberation is possible. That f- the faith of liberation that actually made the Bodhisattva get on the path was a pure intellectual, born, born purely from reason. Now, now that the Bodhisattva sees emptiness directly, the Bodhisattva directly sees liberation as being possible. And that conviction, that direct faith, you could say, 
created is, contributes to the ever joy, the, the, the constant joy in the mind of the Bodhisattva. So even the Bodhisattva is seeing someone suffering, the Bodhisattva is having joy because the Bodhisattva knows that's possible, it's possible for that to end. Okay. And also, uh, or contributing to the Bodhisattva's constant state of joy, because the Bodhisattva has removed stinginess completely from their continuum, and then now they, they, they practice generosity with, with, without that seed, without that potential. Whenever an opportunity comes for the Bodhisattva to, to practice generosity, that creates joy, that enhances the joy in the Bodhisattva. So even if the Bodhisattva, they say that even if the Bodhisattva hear the word, like you know, uh, some people are having a conversation and then say, and, and, and the word give comes out of that conversation, just hearing the word give will give the Bodhisattva extreme joy. And, and whatever it is that the, that, the, that the Bodhisattva is asked to give, the Bodhisattva gives it with great joy. And it said that the reason why uh, it, is, it is difficult for, for, I guess we have different degrees of difficulty in giving. Like there are certain things that we, we can give readily, but there are certain things that we, we, cannot, we cannot as readily give. Okay. And, it, and it's because of, of, of uh, you could say, different degrees of, of manifest stinginess within us. And then that stinginess is present because of ignorance, specifically grasping to yourself. And because the Bodhisattva has directly seen the lack of this inherent self, that's why it makes stinginess not, man, not, not exist anymore. So, uh, so, what would become difficult for us to give because of the pain that would be associated with it in giving it. Like if, if someone were to ask you for your house, and that's the only house you have, it would be kind of difficult for you to give it because you, you would associate some sort of pain in giving that house, some sort of pain in being absent, uh, living uh, without that house. Okay? So, uh, the Bodhisattva will not have any, because the Bodhisattva doesn't have the 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 idea the 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 sense of clinging to that's my house the sense of clinging that there's me that's the house that's mine but that's that's gone from the Bodhisattva's continuum so that's why it's possible for the Bodhisattva to give the house without any, having experienced any pain because there's no me inherent me to experience any any pain and there's no inherent me to to own the house okay. And, and trying to get to, to the, the point where the Bodhisattva is even able to give away their body. Okay, you, you want my arm, here's my arm. You know, the Bodhisattva will you know, tear it out and give it to you. And the Bodhisattva will not experience pain with that. And, and that's because of the Bodhisattva completely living in, in not mine. Now, we have the con we have a con even though this wasn't mine, this is not mine, but as, as soon as you say, okay, you have it, automatically I form in, 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 in my continuum uh, some sort of concept, some sort of uh, attachment, now this is mine. And I cling onto it as though that fact that just been made present always existed. As though I've always been con connected with this thing as mine. And because of this 
this concept of clinging to it as somehow always being a part of you and because you're convinced that it's a part of you now when the time comes for it to be separated from me I'm feeling like a part of me leaving me so I'm, I'm like you know like I'm, it's pain it's painful okay so it either you know it breaks or s- someone steals it or, or someone else asks me for it now I'm feeling oh you know uh, this was given to me by Ed it was a wonderful occasion <laughs> it's kind of difficult for me to depart from it it's part of me now you know so Bodhisattva doesn't even have that 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 kind of attitude with their own body so that's why if you ask the Bodhisattva uh, so in the same way that for you for, for now uh, no matter what happens with this cup you, you will not feel any pain because you haven't made that, uh, that you haven't made any connection with it where it's part of you where it's mine so in that same way that you you are viewing you are conceiving of this cup right here the Bodhisattva has that same concept the same uh, 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 the same perception of this cup as they are of their own, what you might call their own body. They will consider their body a mind, something that they are possessing. Okay. So because of that, they can even give away their body and they not experience any pain. So, uh, from the very moment that you had, it is said, from the very moment, even when you have the intention, a true, real intention to become a, to become a bodhisattva, Already, that has a chain reaction. It's a subduing a lot of kleshas, and that makes it possible for you to pick up the path, and 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 that itself makes it possible for you to make to make to make progress on the path. Okay. And when you actually at the moment when you actually have the meditative state that allows you to experience to have actual bodhicitta, that experience itself does a, a, a further subjugation of the kleshas where, where there was like you know uh, your power of holding the kleshas was you know like uh, two pounds per square two pounds per square inch that's what you call it it was two pounds per square inch now it becomes ten pounds per square inch okay and then not only now uh, as you are making your progress the very gross kleshas that are very powerful, you're subduing them even further. And those that, are for, uh, uh, if a klesha could only withstand two pounds per, per square inch, and now you have the capacity of doing a thousand tons per square inch, so that klesha is completely destroyed. Okay. So the mind, the power of the mind of the, of the bodhisattva at the first bhumi, because just the mere power of it destroys the klesha that could not withstand that, 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 that kind of mind. And the other ones get subdued a little bit. A little bit more. Okay. So, uh, the, the potential to experience uh, 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 Lower, lower realm birth be to become a, a, a hellish realm a hellish experience a craving spirit experience animal experience the potential to, 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 to be forced to, exp- to exist this way uh, is, is subdued 
by having bodhicitta in your mind. And they're subdued to, a, to, a, to uh, enough of a degree that they will not be powerful enough to manifest. But they're still just being subdued. Okay? And at the first bhumi, now the power of the mind is such now that those potentials are now destroyed. So no longer will you, will you ever be forced to experience a hellish experience and, uh, any of the three lower lower low around. No, the, now the potential for that is completely destroyed. Okay. Uh, so in, in, in connection with that, to understand the third, the third Bhumi, we have to uh, honest, uh, uh, understand uh, the reason for bringing up the number nine. <laughs> Here we go, now the reason for bringing the number nine. Okay. Uh, so you have, I guess you could, you could say uh, ten, you could say ten, right? There are ten boomies, uh, ten, uh, 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 what was it, degree, levels of, levels of subtlety of, of the kleshas, ten meditations, if we include uh, shine. Okay, so we have ten. So, so, so we can say ten. Okay, so the highest meditation is called the meditation of the, uh, the of the peak of existence. That meditative state is also said to be uh, the, another name for it is a taste of nirvana. Okay, so you have subdued with, with just the pure meditative uh, state as alone, without. Uh, Using it to 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 destroy the afflictions, but just the meditative state itself, it is said to be you have subdued the kleshas to such a degree that the state of the state of mind that you experience is very close to the state of mind that someone experiences when they are in nirvana. That's why that that meditative state is called a state of nirvana, and only very powerful beings can can, can get to that state. And you need very powerful mental, you need very powerful uh, meditative states to be able to deal with the very subtle uh, levels of the kleshas. The the highest, the the most subtle klesha is the one that prevents you from achieving Buddhahood. And that's what it's called, uh, what's it called? Shiji, um, yeah, obstacles, to obstacles, obstacles to omniscience, obstacles to omniscience, klesha. Shiji, jeep, jeep, shiji. Yeah. Jeep is like what the clouds do, right? Yeah, they obscure. Shiji is wisdom. Shiji is wisdom. Yeah. Okay. So, so the the very uh, what would that be? Uh, it would be like the. You said obstacles to omniscience. Usually, that's what the translation is. Yeah, that's the translation you, you say. Obstacles to, but obstacles to omniscience, klesha. Okay, afflictions which are obstacles to omniscience. So there are uh, among those ten, right? If we include the intellectually formed illusions mm-hmm. among them, right? Uh, the first, the first seven, first seven, 
Mephiston 8 uh, obstacles to liberation the obstacles that prevent you from, 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 from being in Nirvana and the last two are the, obstac- are the obstacles that prevent you from, from becoming a fully enlightened Buddha so at the at the last boomies at the last two boomies the, op- the, the very subtle obstacle that you're that you're that you are uh, that your meditation is trying to get rid of is uh, get, what call it? big no medium small no small medium small medium small 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 medium and small small <laughs> okay anyway, the, 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 the nine levels uh, big, big. big 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 medium big, big small medium, medium big mediums medium medium small small big, small, big small, small medium small small so small medium and small small are the very very the, f- the finest kind of uh, most subtle kind of obscura- obscurations and, and, and they are so subtle so refined that uh, even uh, an, uh, uh, someone who is in, in Nirvana still has them Okay, someone who has like an hinayana uh, ahat still has those two subtle, so they they're not completely fear of them. That's why they're not fully enlightened Buddhas yet. Okay. So, uh, and interestingly enough, the parallel even goes with the with with the realm of existence. So you can consider those ten meditative states. To also be, you can call it ten, ten levels of consciousness, even. And each level of consciousness, those beings who dwell or who exist mainly in that particular, in that level of, of of consciousness, is a type of being. Okay. So you have uh, hell realms, hungry ghosts, animal, human beings. Uh, bef- above human being, you have uh, Asuria, Asuria demigods. demigods. So what, they have another name for them, right? Demigods. Don't they have another name for them? Titans. Titans. Is that what they call it? Titans. I think. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, just Asuria. Yeah, Asuria. That's the Sanskrit. That is Titan, right? I think. I've seen Titan. Yeah, Titans. Some some scholars, some translators translate Asuria as uh, Titans, right? Because. In in Western mythology, there's this tit- the the Titans fight with the Olympians, right? The gods, right? Yeah. So you have the demigods, and above the demigods, you have six more gods, which are all within the within the desire realm. And the reason and 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 the reason uh, that they're all grouped together in the desire realm is because of their the degree of consciousness that they have. They are all uh, so, so. So remember, there are nine levels before you get to Shine. Mm-hmm. So there are these. They are they, they live within one of those nine levels naturally. Okay, they they are very distracted, extremely distracted. Cannot cannot focus on at all. So that's the hell realm. The hell realm you cannot focus at all, and that's the main reason why. It is said the Dharma, uh, you cannot teach a hell realm being anything. Because uh, they, they, they cannot hold on to a thought 
for more than a second. You know, the complete, comp- uh, you know, the mind is like this. Why? Because you know, the extreme pain, all they can think about, well, it's not really a focus on the pain, but all, all, they, all, all they're thinking about is, the, it's like a, sometimes you're troubled, and then you deliberately make your mind run, so you, so you can so you can stay away from that, so you can have some distance from that trouble, from that problem. Do you ever do that? I mean, is it just me? <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like the, the 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 expression you think of something else, yeah. and when you're trying to think of something else, it's not easy for you to just pick something else and focus on it. So you just keep it, your mind just has run on many different things that you can think of, many other different things that you can think of, trying to get a, trying to stick your mind away from that. Like for, uh, you know, like uh, if you if you're experiencing a pain that you just cannot get rid of, you know, the aspirin is not working or or, or something. So you try to if you if you can remove your awareness from it, that will help you. So the hell realm meaning sort of like living in that kind of state all the time. The pain is so intense that they're constantly trying to have their mind run so that they can have some sense of reaching some uh, some relief from it okay so that's the that's the that's no before you get to any level of the shine and being able to to hold on to the object and and getting to shine is really just different degrees of being able to focus or you can say different degrees of how long you can hold on to a thought a specific thought one second two second well one minute you know so on and so forth four hours right so those Beings who dwell in those, in the same, in those, uh, uh, naturally dwell in those stages. So they sort of make up uh, the different kind of beings that are in the desire realm. So that, and and Shine, by the way, is the highest kind of meditation within the desire realm. Right? And, and, and the, Meditation that is much more powerful than that takes you out of the desire realm. You are now into what the form realm, and within the form realm there are different different uh, levels, and the different levels correspond to the different meditations. The first meditation, second meditation. They, they only, now after after that they don't have really name; they, they just have numbers. The first meditation, the second meditation, the fourth meditation, and then the the formless realm. And these have names: infinite this, infinite that, infinite this. And then, that's right? Like five, six, seven, eight. Hmm? That's five, six, seven, eight formless realm. Formless realm? Yeah. So they have numbers, right? So no, they have names. Oh, yeah, they have names, but it would be five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. The numbers, the, the, the higher four. And uh, sometimes, since the meditation called the peak of existence is just too much, too high for anyone to 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 attain. Some lists don't even mention it. <laughs> okay, so wh- wh- what should I tell you about? It? You're never going to see it anyway. So, <laughs> right? So, in some lists, they they exclude, they don't mention shine because that's not even that's not a meditation yet. Okay, and they they include the 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 meditation called the the on the peak of existence or the meditation the taste of nirvana meditation. Okay, so you have ten bumis, ten degrees of subtleties. That your the boomies actually annihilate, but uh, you can say the ten meditations have a powerful suppressive 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 effect on these ten on these kleshas. 
they don't destroy them but they have a powerful suppressive effect that's why by, by suppressing because of the power suppresses one particular klesha one gross klesha to such a degree that, that gives you form realm consciousness okay. because you, you subdue the kleshas that makes you experience the desire realm to such a degree automatically that subjugation gives you a form the consciousness that you have at that point is, is, is form realm consciousness but you're, you're talking about the ten, the ten, and the tenth being Shine? Yeah. Shine? Yeah, Shine would be the, ten, the tenth. But you're saying along that path, mm-hmm. you reach form level consciousness? Oh, no, no. Uh, the tenth is, is Shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's within, within the desire realm. Right, right. I understand that. But mm-hmm. what, what you just said is that when you're uh, suppressing um, pleasures, mm-hmm. right, you, you, you experience a meditation as if you had reached a form of meditation? No, no. When you, whatever it is that is keeping you in a desire realm, right. it's a klesha. Yeah. It's a, it's a klesha. Yeah. When you subdue that klesha yeah. to such a powerful d- degree, yeah. automatically, you're in the first, uh, first meditation. First form, you're in the, you're in the form realm. Okay. Shine is like uh, his. This is this is desire desire realm. Shine is right, right there. Yeah. Allows you to you know, but you're not quite in, in the in the form realm yet, because that klesha is still manifest enough. So just like you have the ten degrees, I'm trying. I don't know. Am I, am I confusing you? <laughs> so you have the ten degrees of subtleties of the klesha of the uh, kleshas that you are removing until so you can get to Buddhahood right and there's a parallel with that within samsara itself that's the mundane path so whenever you reach a point which, which is completely drastically different from where you are you could say you, you went through 10 levels So you can say uh, whatever is below the human realm, the human realm will be like the tenth level of tenth level above tenth level above that. So there are some people who are a little bit animal-like. <laughs> there are some people who are comp- you know something like that. Okay, and there are some animals which are quite human, humane, humane, humane in their behavior. So it's like they're reaching the the tenth level sort of thing. Okay. So it's just trying to show that, that that this ten, you can't really just say, okay, here it is, and that's it. You find subtleties of it in 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 all places, and 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 the big picture of it is samsara, Buddhahood, ten. So if you make, if this is the if 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 you, if, if you make this to be just the desire realm. So there are ten levels that you will be going through, and once you reach the tenth, uh, and now remember the ten boomies, the tenth boomie is not Buddhahood, right? It will be like the eleventh. So eleventh is like you're studying one again, okay? Or 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 the the escape, the true escape. 
but the tenth is like you're at the door, you're about to get out. Okay, so just like shine itself is not is not is not considered a real meditation yet, according to those crazy people who really meditate. <laughs> but it, it it takes no nine nine stages to get there, and then the tenth stage that's shine, and that itself is just a door to get to the, the, the real one. Just like the boomies, from boomy 1 to boomy 10, boomy 10 is not, is, not, uh, is not Buddhahood, but that's the last thing you have to do. And once you leave the boomy 10, then you're, you're, you're fully enlightened Buddha. <laughs> so so the, the same kleshas, so the, the seeds of the kleshas that are, di- that, are, that are divided into nine degrees or, or t- ten degrees of well, let's, let's, say with, let's stick with the, the official nine degrees of, of subtleties that same you, you can take that you know, it's just like you cannot really find the unit like if, if, if we take this cup and we break it apart and we finally get to an atom that atom is not going to be the unit but that itself has many parts so in the same way, the nine levels is like with the, talking about it in the sense of reaching Buddha, which is like the cup. But you know, there's the handle, and then that itself, as you know, it's it's nine, and that and you go in there, that's what it's nine. So if uh, just within the desire realm, you have the hell realm beings, the hungry ghosts, the animals, the human being, the the Titans, the, the semi-gods, and above that you have okay. I'll give you the name. Uh, right above that is uh, the, called the world of the of the four kings. Yeah, I'll give you the name. <laughs> the world or the world of the four kings. They're divine beings, and uh, and four big, uh, four main gods or kings and they reside in each of one of the directions and around them are the beings who are born in their realm okay so to be born in that in that in that realm and above that is the what's called the heaven of the 33 and the reason that they call it the 33 is that it's always it's what's called a a cabinet is that what you call it cabinet a council there are always these 33 gods there who are running the show. Okay. And, and, and it's like, a, a, what you call it? A council? council. A council? Council. No, I guess so. Yeah. So, it's, it's, so you can say that the 33 is the number of, of gods that make up this council. And around them are the beings who were born there. It's like, within the human realm, you have kings. And around that king, those people who were born as subject of that king. So... So uh, the the world of the four kings, the heaven of the thirty three, one is and and the next one is is going to be very dangerous to be born into. It's called the land of peace. <laughs> well, it's really called the land without combat. Why is it dangerous to be born in there? Well, that's not. No, yeah. No, no, no. It's not that you would not want to get out of it, and who would want to get out of it? It's that <laughs> you would think that's it. 
you think that there's nothing better than this. Okay. So the land without combat. And the reason it's called the land without combat is because the klisha that would make that makes us always having and you know, as long as the desire realm is co- is gonna continue, people are gonna have be, be angry and the anger is gonna make them war with each other. Either, you know, within the family there's gonna be war, nations are gonna be fighting with each other, or neighbors are because it is the nature of the desire realm, because of the, the kind of klisha that makes this realm possible. It's like uh, you know, you're playing with mud. Right? You ever play with mud when you're a kid? <laughs> I used to. If, when you play with mud and you, you fashion the mud into houses, into people, into cars, into other things, it's still mud. Okay? So this is the desire realm. We may fashion it into different things, but it's still the desire realm. So the things that make it, you say it, the desire realm, is, is, part of, is, is part of that cliche that makes you fight, that makes you see someone as uh, someone worthy to, to, to beat up, someone worthy to, to uh, justifiable to yell at or, and so forth, okay? or just to all grudge against. It's the nature of the desire realm. Those cliches are manifest here like that. And, and the reason that that, that level that is called tap, uh, no, not that's bad, tap, uh, uh, what was that English translation? I said, free of combat. Yeah, free of combat. That is the impulse, the the kind of mind that made, that makes you see someone, that makes you want to compete, back, uh, you know, fight with them. That klesha has been subdued to such a degree that you, you can't you, you cannot form that kind of a thought in that realm, and that's what that realm is. Okay, but the potential of the klesha, I remember, they only get destroyed when you're on the boomies, okay. and when you're not on the boomies, all you can do is subdue them. You can subdue them a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, or you can subdue them really, really subdue them. Like when you're at at the the very highest mundane kind of path, which is taste of nirvana, that you subdue the klesha to such a powerful degree. That you are you experiencing a, a, a state of being, the only thing that can compare to it is ni- the nirvana itself. Okay, so you have uh, uh, forget the English freedom again. of combat. Yeah, n- yeah, no combat. And then before that is the heaven of joy, uh, uh, Tushita. Okay, and and why is it the heaven of joy, constant joy? is because the klishas that prevents the hell realm being from experiencing constant joy is not present there. So the klisha that makes the hell realm being experience constant not joy is not present, is subdued to such a degree that this being in the land of joy instead of being in constant pain experiences constant joy. Because of that klesha is suppressed, okay, and within the human realm, and the reason that the human realm is considered to be such a a, a, a great catch is because we within the human realm, it's it's such a condition that we can experience, we can we can experience what a hell very close to experience what a hell realm being experiences, 
and we can also experience very close to what uh, God experiences. It, not exactly, but very close. And because of that, we it, it's we we can it's it's uh, less. We are less prone to believing to uh, things as they are, as they appear to us, because of being in no combat cannot make any cannot make that comparison because they cannot ex- they, they have no idea what, what war is if you were to go over there and say the word war they probably wouldn't even hear it well I'm just exaggerating but they, they will have no idea th- their, their mind ca- their mind cannot form the concept that people are fighting with each other they, they, have, they, they cannot understand it at all and because of that they cannot see that maybe they have the potential to one day war to one day war with someone else, but they have that potential, but they cannot even conceive of it. So because of that, they think they are free. <laughs> they think they are really free. That's why it's, that's why I said that that realm is dangerous to be born into. Because in that realm, you cannot you cannot form renunciation. It's impossible because you cannot see what to renounce. Okay. Uh, so these are the different realms of these are different types of being that are just within the desire realm, and you can see that they're just different beings operating at a specific level of consciousness, and the, and the, and the level of consciousness is determined by how much you suppress the klesh, uh, how much the klishas are naturally suppressed. So, suppressing the kleshas is called the mundane path, and then destroying the kleshas is called the supra, the supra mundane path. Isn't there another word for supra mundane? The transcendental, transcendental, transcendental path. I prefer that one. Uh, for some reason, supra mundane, the, uh, my, my words, my mouth can't quite pronounce it. But so, to my satisfaction. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I think that's it. <laughs> Alright. I hope I've confused you enough so that you can come back <laughs> to get your mind unconfused. <laughs> okay. So we've reached the, uh, well, somewhat the third boom. Th- what did I say about the third boom? Remove anger. Yeah, remove anger. Okay. Oh, not anger. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remove anger. So no, you no longer have, I mean, you cannot. Just like the, the one in Tabdrel. Oh. <laughs> the one I keep didn't check it for oh, you. No, no combat. No combat. Just like in, in the in the realm of no combat, that the consciousness that is naturally manifest there make those being incapable of even conceiving people fighting with each other. So in the same way, the Bodhisattva, once they have completely removed anger from, from their mind. They, that is within their own continuum. Not even uh, the wish to be angry could come. No, I wish I could get angry. No, sometimes we say that, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, if you're too confused to even ask questions, <laughs> understandable. But if you have questions, any questions?
about what we talk about. So. Just to clarify what you just said, the, the in the third bumi, mm-hmm. is that following the third perfection, mm-hmm. which is sopa? Yeah. Right, and then sopa is the antidote to anger. Oh, That's where right. I got mixed up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was thinking of patience. Right. Which is which is after that? No. Uh, what is that again? Effort. It's w- w- what is removed is uh, something very very similar to she. What is removed at she? So I confuse you even more. Forget about anger. That's removed. What's removed at the uh, at the third bumi, which is the the uh, the antidote for effort, which is uh, it's it's a. Uh, what is subdued that allows you to experience shine is something called nengenlin. Nengenlin. Nengenlin is a is like a psychophysical thing that makes you discouraged, that makes you uh, low energy physically and low energy or mentally low energy. So that aspect in its in its in its or you could say that klesha that makes that possible. That's what gets removed. And now you can work for a thousand eons. You will never get you will never get uh, discouraged. You will never get uh, physically fatigued or mentally fatigued at that stage. Okay. Well, thank you for clarifying that. All right. So ready to go or any questions? <laughs> right. Page sixteen. Oh. You want to read? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so first the Tibetan and then the English. Holy bodies that arise from merit and wisdom. 
you. Enjoy the rest of this gorgeous day. <laughs> See you next Sunday.